Hello, how's it going, guys? Welcome back to episode number four of Vietnam Introduced, and today we're going to talk about food, <laughs> which is my main one of my main interests in life. Uh, I have to say, and Vietnam is pretty famous, I have to say, for its food, and the Vietnamese cuisine is, uh, you know, has spread worldwide since the Vietnamese diaspora started. You know, in the Uh, 80s late 70s you know many shops open up over the west all over the west and in other countries as well and today i would like to talk about one dish specifically that is usually considered the national dish of this country and that is called pho uh, pho is um A soup, if you didn't know that, is a noodle soup served with uh, rice noodles, and it's arguably the most famous dish in Vietnam and outside of Vietnam as well. And I've been eating pho for many years, and and uh, it's one of the dishes that I still to this day, you know, can eat. Not daily, of course, but I mean, I I have. No problem eating it. Whereas many other Vietnamese dishes, I maybe used to like a couple of years ago. Before I was like, "Wow, now I'm gonna eat uh, uh, bún thịt nướng, which is like noodles with uh, grilled meat." But nowadays, for example, I I never crave it. Whereas pho is more, yeah, I don't think that ever will go away in a sense. So that's why I want to introduce that dish to you. And if you're watching this video on YouTube, because I'm also uploading the episode on YouTube, I'm going to include some uh, clips and photos as well when I'm explaining about the dish. And many people maybe not know the origins of the dish, and it is disputed. It's not hard facts exactly where it originated basically but many people tend to agree that it's originally from the north of Vietnam people agree on that and it later spread into the south and now it's a stable dish for a special breakfast but it can be eaten anytime so that's pretty cool here uh, you know you can eat uh, for, for example 6 a.m or 12 p.m or you know 3 p.m or even 2 a.m., you know, it's up to you. There's always a shop open somewhere because many, uh, for example, the breakfast joints, like the shops that sells only breakfast, uh, they usually open like maybe 5 a.m., 5.30, and maybe they, you know, whenever they are head, <laughs> whenever they are finished, you know, they are out of the food, um, then they just close, but maybe usually 9.30, 10, something like that. And the history of the dish is disputed, even though some people claim it has Chinese origins from uh, Chinese immigrants that basically cooked a similar dish, uh, and they lived in Vietnam. And this, we're talking about 100 years ago, 110, 20 years ago. And the name also, when I did some research, is it's a little bit unclear uh, where the name for comes from so um no one really knows exactly because some people say the chinese immigrants in in uh, in hanoi they uh you know developed a dish but then some people say that it originates from the city of namding and namding is located about 
um, maybe 100 kilometers east of southeast of um, Hanoi. And that's usually considered like the epicenter of uh, this dish. So if you go to Nam Ding, it's like, uh, you know, that's they will say, you know, f- comes from this town, you know. I never been there, so I, I, I never tried it. But you can see in uh, in Hanoi, for example, other cities, they have signs outside and it maybe says uh, for Nam Ding, which means that they cook it in Nam Ding style. And that's also what I want to talk to you about regarding the style of this dish because the country, you know, if you know the history of Vietnam, the country was divided for, you know, 21 years back in 1954 uh, to 1975, uh, it was divided. So, of course, you're going to have many regional differences, for example. And since this dish originates from the north, you will have in the north uh, a quite distinct difference in terms of flavor and also in presentation of this dish. So, for example, in the north, it is served usually only with spring onions or scallions and coriander. You know, that's basically, you know, chopped up and just sprinkle on top. And that's it. You don't have any other side condiments or, or f- herbs or anything like that. That's it. And if you want to put some fresh chili or, you know, some s- chili sauce, that's fine. Or maybe some um, lemon juice, that's fine as well. But in the north, generally, you don't have a plate of uh, herbs or vegetables uh, to go with your soup. And the taste of the soup in the north is more to the salty side and usually has no element of sweetness. Uh, although some people put in a bit of rock sugar you know, in the broth to balance the flavors, which I usually also do when I cook the, uh, this dish. But having that said, I never put in too too much sugar, so it manifests too much in the soup, because in my opinion, the northern taste is you know more palatable for me, and it just suits me way better. And also there is uh, for ga and for ba, ga is chicken and ba is beef. So many shops sell both kinds. So you can get uh, basically a bowl of both. You know, you can have uh, beef and chicken in the same dish. Especially in the north, uh, you can have that. Uh, but if you want, you can have separately as well. So, for example, when I cook this dish, and many people in the north as well, uh, we tend to use, you know, basically first you boil a chicken, so you get like a chicken broth. And then you use the you know marrow bones and you, you all the beef uh, parts, so the broth will be very you know flavorful and there's going to be a very um, distinct depth to the flavor because of that you know. But there are also other shops who, for example, only sells chicken pho, which um, the broth is going to be lighter you know and. The color as well is going to be a little, little bit light as well. So it's depending on what kind of shop you're in that you can get both or only beef, for example, or both. So it, it, it depends a bit. But I tend to see usually it's like only beef, most common, I would say. 
and the different cuts of meat, for example, is, you know, um, fatty flank, lean flank, brisket are popular in the north. In the south, you can also find um, barbian, which is like meatballs, and also tendons. And from my experience, the best far is usually served, you know, on the street stores. You sit down on the tiny tiny plastic chair if you ever seen that <laughs> if you're watching this on youtube i'm going to insert some photos of that but because some there are some chain stores as well like yeah 24 and stuff like that i've tried it like once but it, it's really mediocre I, I would say it's really average so i would go if you come here for example or if you're already in vietnam i would go to the um, tiny shops on the street for sure where you see a lot of locals that's also a good sign when you see a lot of locals sitting there and, um, and by the way many fire shops in the north they also sell uh fur sow which is um, fried noodles so they usually have both actually you can get both the soup and fried noodles actually but in the south i don't tend to see that also in the north as well as in the south Sometimes they have like, uh, it's called guay in Vietnamese, but it's like a fried <laughs> breadstick, basically, that you can dip into your soup. And it's pretty prominent and popular in, in Chinese-speaking countries as well. I think it's called yu tiao, yu tiao. For, for me, it never made sense to dip that into a uh, salty soup, you know. And yu tiao, the guay, you know, the fried uh, breadstick, it's very popular, for example, in Thailand, you know, you have soy milk that is a little bit sweet, for example, you dip that for breakfast or you have a kind of sesame pudding or something, you know, dip that. But I never understood why people dip it into a clear broth. From a culinary standpoint, it doesn't really make sense for me. I don't know about you. Have you, if you have ever tried that, you're more than welcome to leave a comment down below, but for me, it really does make sense actually to, to dip a deep fried bread uh, into um, a soup like that actually. Okay, so I mostly know about pho from the north and the south. In the middle, which is a very interesting region that I want to touch upon later on in other episodes, but I've tried pho twice in the city of Hue, the old royal city in the middle of the, the country where they have a beautiful history and many cool temples and stuff like that. Uh, I remember I had pho there and I was like, is this really pho? And they were like, yeah, yeah, this is pho. And I'm like, wow, that's incredible because there were no resemblance whatsoever <laughs> to the pho I know, even in the south and in the north. So in the middle, I, I don't know much, but I just tried twice in Hue and it was very bland. You know, it was just like a very light flavored uh, beef noodle soup. Not much flavor at all. But granted, you know, in, in Hue and in the central area there, they have a unique cuisine. They use, for example, a lot of chili, which is not common throughout Vietnam, except there. Many people throughout Vietnam, they cannot eat spicy food, for example. Whereas in Hue, for example, the city of Hue, people usually can eat, you know, very spicy food. So it's very interesting. And we're going to talk about that later as well. And in the South, the taste is very different from the North. And the most prominent difference is that the Southern Pho has more flavor 
of cinnamon and sugar. And it's a little bit sweeter and quote unquote rounder in the flavors. It is very different in general as well, since people in the South, you know, chase it down with uh, bean sprouts, culantro, but usually not coriander. And they usually have like, for example, basil. So in the South, when you eat pho, usually they have a, a whole plate of fresh herbs, which is very refreshing, you know what I mean? And it suits with the Southern flavor of the soup. But in the North, I wouldn't want to have those fresh herbs uh, with my soup. And in the South, <laughs> you know, it's a common debate, you know, it's a never-ending debate, you know, which which pho is the original one, which pho is uh, the most delicious one. And, you know, it's all subjective, you know, it's all, you know, up to every each and every one what they prefer, you know, and I prefer, I'm, I'm not afraid to say that I prefer the northern pho every day of the week compared to the southern pho. I've had um, uh, quite a few of bowls of pho in the south, but maybe one or two that I can recall that were like, okay, the rest are a little bit too sweet for me. It's just too much sugar, basically. And uh, like I said, it has more flavor of cinnamon. I don't know how they cook it in the South, but they must um, use a little bit more cinnamon and sugar. And maybe the mixture of the dry spices, because I forgot to say that in the beginning, because you have like uh, some dry spices that you use when you cook for. It's a very unique spice blend, you know what I mean? And yeah, and I will try and remember, you know, what they use, but it's in English, I don't know the, all the names. Uh, you have for sure star anise, cinnamon stick, uh, black cardamom, coriander seeds, fennel seeds, clove. Um, that's the base, basically. And then you always have um, ginger is very important as well. Uh, usually fresh ginger you cut down or in whatever shape you want and you basically put it in, in the soup. So the southern pho, I don't really know the proportions of the uh, dry spices, but my guess is that they put more, they use more cinnamon and maybe they adjust some of the other uh, flavors, uh, I'm not sure. And also throughout the country, it's uh, very popular to use MSG, even though I tend to see that it's more used in the north. So, for example, if you're sensitive to MSG, which I sometimes am, because sometimes when I eat, you know, a dish and I, maybe I feel almost that I want to feel a little bit dizzy afterwards or um, almost want to go to sleep, then I know for sure, you know, okay, they used MSG. <laughs> and it happened actually not too long ago here in Saigon because I found a northern shop that sold uh, northern style, you know. If you're ever here, it's on the Nguyen Timinghai Street and it's called uh, Hanoi. You know, my girlfriend and I, we, we had dinner there and then afterwards it was like, you know, you could really feel a little bit dizziness and a little bit tiredness. So... Um, in the north, you can really feel that a little bit more. So I have a little trick for that. <laughs> I don't know if it really helps, but in my I, I try to tell myself it helps. But for example, you eat the soup, right? You finish the noodles and you, you have the last bit of the soup left, which is, you know, because I love the, the broth, you know. 
But when I'm in the north or in the south even, you know, when it's the last slurp, you know, I don't, you know, finish the 100% of the soup. I always leave the bottom part because usually you can see a little bit in the bottom. At the bottom, you can see like, you see there's some powder there, you know. You can see a little bit, you know, powder or something. I tell myself that's MSG, you know, or something, you know, flavor package or whatever. So I usually don't slurp down 100% of the, of the soup for that reason. And also, I just want to touch upon vegetarian pho because there was a period in my life a couple of years ago where I usually didn't eat meat. I wasn't vegan or vegetarian or anything like that. But most of the time, yes, I had vegetarian food, but I wasn't, you know, I still had meat sometimes and eggs and stuff like that. But for example, vegetarian pho can actually taste very good. And I used to cook it a few times. And basically what you do, you create a broth from vegetables and roots. You know, you can use a lot of different kinds of roots and you can use onion, carrots, you know, flavorful roots. But you use the same dry spices and herbs. So the soup is going to have a unique taste. It's going to have a depth, but it's a dip different depth from, for example, beef broth. And it's very clean as well because when you make a broth out of bones, for example, and marrow, even though you clean the broth, right, throughout the process, there's still going to be some residues and a little bit of like pollution, whatever, you know, in, 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 in the broth. Whereas if you only use uh, clean vegetables, the broth is going to be perfectly like just clean throughout, you know. And uh, so that can actually taste very good. And you, you can use mushrooms as a meat uh, substitute. Yes, so this episode was a little bit shorter compared to the usual episodes that are made so far. But like I said in the first episode, if you um, listen to that one, I said I want to talk about basically everything regarding this country. And that includes food, history, everything, you know. So... Um, uh, and this is just one dish, you know, but but hopefully you can check out their ch uh, channel on YouTube with, with the same name, you know, Vietnam Introduced. And I'm going to put in some um, footage and some photos as well when I explaining, you know, the dish uh, today. And also I'm going to make some videos there later on, um, just normal videos out on the street, you know, filming and stuff like that. So... If you're interested in English speaking content, you know, I'm going to create some content there as well because my main channel, August 8, is, um, you know, only in Vietnamese. So uh, I'm looking forward to make some um, content, you know, in English as well. So you're more than welcome to head over to the channel on, on YouTube as well if you would like to uh, uh, check that out. But um, yeah, we discussed a little bit about uh, Pho today. And like I said, there are many differences between the North and the South, especially. So, yeah, that was just a short introduction. And, uh, you know, it was always fun to talk about food, <laughs> which uh, I really like. And uh, like I said at the top of the podcast, you know, it's one of my main interests actually in life. So uh, that's why I want to talk about food and especially pho, which is, you know, one of the most famous dishes in this country. So uh, having that said, I would like to thank you guys for listening and uh, I'll see you in the next episode.